Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to the Priesthood Dispatchers podcast. The episode you're about to listen to is episode 7 of the After Dinner Chat series and is with the one of the only Nemo the Mormon. Wait, actually, I think we need a bit more on that. Nemo the Mormon. Yeah, I think that. I think he deserved that. Uh, the episode was recorded on the 11th of November 2021. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. But without further ado, here's the episode. Hi everyone, Priest of Dispatches here, and welcome back to the channel. Um, for those returning or for those new to the channel, um, please remember to subscribe and like the channel before you leave. Um, so that's my uh, plug done. But this evening, we've got a very special guest with us. Um, and it's Nemo the Mormon, who has traveled all the way to Kolob. Uh, to PD's house, mm. where, as he put it, there are many mansions, and he is in but one of those mansions exactly um, across the way. Um, Nemo, say hello. Hi. Hi there. Okay, you're done. Um, so Nemo's come with us this evening because, um, one, it was his turn to give an hour um, to the world of PD, but also because he's, he's had a very special journey mm. to become Nemo the Mormon. And I think there are some pressing questions about why Nemo the Mormon and, and different things that we're going to hash out tonight and some questions um, from PD's children. Mm. Uh, amazingly enough, I have offspring, unfortunately for them, um, and they are very excited that Nemo is here tonight um, and that they can ask him some questions later in the show. Um, one thing to take note of is Nemo's mustache. Nemo, can you tell us about the uh, uh, awesomeness? I was going to say, there's been a change. I've had a haircut. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, have a mustache now because of uh, a thing we do here in the UK. I think they do it other places too, but it's definitely here. Uh, I'm taking part in Movember. Um, so there's a link down in the description if you want to donate to the cause of uh, prostate cancer research and supporting those with prostate cancer then uh, you can donate because I don't look this ridiculous for no reason. Awesome. And uh, my children were begging me to to shave off these locks, but they're the only <laughs> ones I've got. Um, so I was unwilling to do so. But in my younger days, I took part in, in November. And we should... I think we need some evidence. Oh, we took out some photos. Um, that's, that's something. It was that's just so thin. Something. I, I compare my facial hair to, um, it's kind of like a balloon. Yeah. If you put hair on a, an uninflated balloon, you can get a lot on kind of really close together. Yeah. But the more you inflate that balloon, the, the hairs get further and further apart. <laughs> and I think it's kind of like that. If I was a skinny guy, I'd have a really <laughs> thick, bushy beard. But right. because I'm festively plump, it's just really kind of thin <laughs> and straggly. Um, what's my excuse then I'm like a string bean and it's all thin <laughs> so, genetics I think it's just poor genetics yeah um, maybe 
<laughs> like, yeah. Well, I hope it's not what. So that's November, everyone. Go yeah. get something. Um, so as well, today is the 11th of November, 2021. Um, and um, sorry, Valerie Hoyle has just burnt us um, with uh, not interested in our hair, what we're going to talk about. Um, Valerie, we're going to get there. Um, but it's also Remembrance Day. And mm-hmm. if you notice behind me, there's a, a plethora of poppies and there's also a link in the show description. Um <laughs> So I panicked today. I have, work has been very busy, and so I um I was running around looking for a poppy. And by the time I finish work and get out of the clinic, you know, there's just people like the people selling poppies aren't around anymore. And so um the only thing I could find in the local supermarket was this poppy mug, and I was like, ah, I just need something. So I went and bought a poppy mug. And it's a Scottish poppy, so cheers to 21st century saints. No, fantastic. It was the worst thing to show yeah. up to church on Remembrance Sunday when you've been stood in Morrison's on the poppy stall mm-hmm. for like two days that week. Um, and then you, you come to church on Sunday and you've not got an actual poppy and it doesn't matter how many hours you spent selling those poppies. If you're not actually wearing one, um, then you are pariah. Yeah. I think we need to talk about Mark Fuentes comment there. Um, he, he's, he's <laughs> suggesting that I start an OnlyFans. Mark, if you're interested, I'm both flattered and um, economically savvy enough to know that if you're interested, others may be too. So watch this space. <laughs> oh my gosh. Breaking news. We need like a button. Breaking news. Nemo's OnlyFans. Nemo the Mormon's OnlyFans page. <laughs> Breaks the internet. It would, I think. Oh dear. Um, cool. Right. So we're going to do um, the usual um, thing that we do here at uh, priest of dispatches and the after dinner chat we're going to learn um a we're going to have a quick bio of mm-hmm. nemo's life and then we're going to pick out the uh more embarrassing parts of it um so nemo how did you become a mormon um <laughs> i mean should i give the factuous answer again earlier i won the race as, as a as so, a as a teeny tiny sperm i got there first i was born into a mormon family uh, and I therefore was Mormon. Fantastic. And when Nemo said won the race earlier, I assumed he meant the River Ribble, and he was just a little bit older than he looks. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the tash. It takes me back to the 19th century. Awesome. Yeah. Flat cap and a whippet, and you're there. Um, so <laughs> you're born into Mormonism mm-hmm. um, in the UK, which... Yep. When it comes to t- statistics in the UK, being born Mormon is like winning the lottery. That's what we got told. Bad way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, in looking back, for me at least now, it's in a bad way. But yeah. at the time, you'd, you'd rather be Mormon than royal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you, you grew up in the church yeah. um, through your men's. Um, did you mm-hmm. particularly enjoy your men's? Um, I enjoyed this feeling of superiority it gave me over others. Uh, I was <laughs> I was a teacher's quorum president, I think. Um, no, tell I, I was on deacon's quorum presidency. And then uh, uh, when I became a teacher, rather than, you know, put me on the teacher's quorum presidency, they actually made me a teacher. They put me on the Sunday school presidency at the age of 14. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and from that point onwards, I was on the Sunday school presidency until I left on my mission. I left I left for my mission as a Sunday school president. Yeah, I? I bet the um, 
they're regretting the time, that now. Yeah, at, at the time, um, I'd say that yeah, they probably thought he's such a, a handful mm. for the teachers that what we're actually going to do is we're going to make him his own problem. Yeah. So that the teachers come and they're like, I've got this student in the class and he just won't stop asking difficult questions. Mm-hmm. No. Awesome. Yeah, sort him out. <laughs> yes. Um, well, they shuffled you off on a mission mm-hmm. um, and you remained uh, in country, mm-hmm. but you served a slightly different mission. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to learn a language. Motion. I always wanted to to go abroad. My um, my best friend went to the mission I wanted to go to. He went to the Alpine German speaking mission, uh, which I was absolutely gutted about. I'd been speaking German since I was a young kid, so I really wanted to like use that skill. Um, <clears throat> but I got to use it anyway because I served a temple mission, and uh, you know that's interesting in and of itself when you're. 40 years younger than everyone else in the building pretty much most of the time you know all the other people working there um there was one other young girl working there and we were deliberately on opposite shifts i think because they didn't want us to ruin the spirit by flirting (laughs) however that would work so well so it was a full-time mission Mm -hmm. at the temple yeah so you lived at the temple yeah did you have a companion so i didn't have a companion it was weird i didn't have a companion when i was a temple worker but at other points um, of the of the kind of experience, when I wasn't working as a temple worker, I would also serve with the, the proselytizing missionaries um, around the temple. So I spent a bit of time in the visitor center amongst the sister missionaries. So I was like, I was the only of the world's only visitor center elder um, that wasn't married. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a claim to fame. Um, and so I got to I got to know some quite interesting sister missionaries through that and the senior couples involved as well. Um and I also went out proselytizing with some of the other missionaries too. Amazing. So it was a bit weird. Yeah. Um I did trade my beard for a porn star mustache. That is correct. Uh, you know your kind of late twentieth century porn well, sir. <laughs> we don't talk about those things here on Priest of Discord. Oh, do we not? Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> So back to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as someone mentioned um, in one of our Brit Vengers chats that the celestial room is a cock fest. <laughs> um, the person okay. will remain. Right. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't say that was. Do, do, the, I think in one of the Brit Vengers private chats mm-hmm. uh, when we were preparing for something, there was <coughs> some uh, mention of the artwork being very phallic. Mm. Um, and the fact that there was there's there's a lot of um, penis shaped items in there. Um, I just think that person was like needed just to get laid or something. Smutty mind. Yeah, yeah, just um, pure filth. Uh, I I can't say I personally noticed it. I spent a lot of time in such room. I I spent a lot of time in prayer circles. Actually, I'd get called in for prayer circles all the time when because because there was like during the week. Uh, a lot of people don't actually go to the temple during the week, like during the middle of the day. A lot of people's temple experience generally revolves around the weekend, unless you live in Utah and then you go before work or something. But like here in the UK, it's often a day trip, unless you are one of these elderly folks who goes to the temple for like a week of holiday or something, you know, and stays in temple accommodation. So during those weekday sessions, the ratio of men to women was often skewed in favor of the women. Yeah. In terms of that temple, what they do. So this guy, 
ends up having to just throw robes on um, and wander. So you get them from the ceiling office and then you wander into the endowment room at the appropriate time, join the prayer circle and then leave again. Um, which meant I got very good at putting robes on the correct way for the second part of the endowment. So if I would go through myself, I would like, without fail, the first time I put them on, just put them on the wrong way around because I was so used to throwing them on yeah, yeah. Uh, for the second half. <laughs> Getting the costume change wrong. Yeah, um, essentially. Well, I, how did you deal with the physical contact? Because I am aware that some of these sisters there during the week will have been uh, retired sisters hmm. and probably not in the age bracket that you were looking for in a partner. But as a missionary, hmm. when you've got missionary goggles on, <laughs> um, missionary goggles. Well. Um, <laughs> when I was a missionary, right, right. Uh, they started giving, um, there wasn't a temple inside the mission um the nearest temple was an hour or so away uh in the next mission over mm -hmm. so as a reward for really good numbers the zone that got the best numbers uh would get a temple trip right um on a, a zone p day mm -hmm. so we'd go across to the temple and then you'd be standing in the prayer circle with sister missionaries um holding hands with sister missionaries yeah yeah and it, it was just like well, I mean, it was like holding my nan's hand because there was all these withered, aged hands. So it's like, it's not. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, right. So my my now wife um, was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and so they can't tell her not to attend the temple just because her boyfriend is serving a mission there. Well, wow. can't do that. So like, I'd see her quite regularly. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you go and sit down in the canteen for lunch. Yeah, or like just just go for a walk around the grounds or something because London Temple's got great grounds. Um, Nemo, you were, for a walk. you were the reason that they've um, closed um, the temple the cafeterias. cafeterias. Too much footsie in temple cafeterias. Yeah, so the missionaries can meet with their girlfriends for lunch <laughs> in the in the cafeterias. Oh yeah, but uh, it was. I mean. Elderly ladies can be a bit predatory at the best of times, and then when you're the only young man in the room, it can be a bit intense sometimes, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I just said that out loud, but you know, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine they were all looking at you like a piece of meat. They were like, "Here comes the this man," is, and I had to remain clean shaven. Um, so I wish I had been able to grow this tash because it would have been repellent to most of them. It would have kept them away. Awesome. So one one thing that I found when visiting the temple as a missionary mm -hmm. was that there was always the the missionary couples who knew like loads about the temple, mm -hmm. and you'd get to the celestial room, and they'd come and sit down with their favorite missionaries, and it was almost like they'd been unleashed because they were in the celestial room and they could finally tell you all these secrets yeah. that you didn't yet know. Did you come across any of those? Well, I mean, that that was kind of my regular experience day to day um, because we were just always in the temple. So I had one guy, uh, I had one guy tell me that some of the patterns in the carpets um, that are, so if you've ever been to the London temple, there's ironwork on the windows. Um, and then um, you've got uh, the, that same pattern is in the carpets. 
And one brother looked at me and said, deadly serious. He, he went, that, you see how it goes like a right angle like that? That's exactness and honour, that is. I was like, are you kidding me? I had one person point out to me that in, in one of the ceiling rooms around the chandelier, there are 12 little patterns going around. He's like, 12 tribes of Israel, that is. This same guy. He just, um, all sorts of little like secrets and things he picked up. But there was one guy, I won't say his name, his dad used to be the groundskeeper for um, for the London Temple. So he grew up on the grounds. Um, and so uh, he told me, he's the he was the person I first heard about the second anointing from. He didn't call it that, but he talked about, he's like, you know, there's a room here where you can go have your calling and lecture made sure. I was like, what's that mean? He's like, and it, we, we had a little bit of a chat about it. He's like, that's where you kind of, you get you get sealed up into the next life, so you you know you're kind of set to get to the celestial kingdom. I was like, oh okay, right. So he's dropping his and and that's that only comes back when I really think about my temple experience. Sorry, my oh, voice wow. is a bit scratchy. Um, I'm aware it's probably not pleasant for those listening, but yeah, um, he was a he was a character. He was, you know, he he dispelled the myth about the room at the top of the London temple. Okay. Um, you can see the room up in the spire. He's like, you know what's in there? I was like, oh, what? He's like, dead flies. He's like, I went up there once, and it's just full of dead flies and dust. Nice. Um, well, so it's it, not a secret prayer room. Yeah, there's also nothing in the spire of the the Preston Temple either. No. It's it's just lights. Um, I've asked previous temple presidents what's what's there or what's mm. where the secret rooms are, and and they assure me that there's nothing. Apart yeah. from that broom closet that people <laughs> that that janitor's cupboard in the ceiling room. Um, I, oh, there was the, I, I I served with a guy who had played Satan in the Salt Lake Endowment. Oh my gosh, which was quite cool. And so I got to talk to him a little bit about what a live endowment session was. He's like, "Yeah, it's weird. You're the only person walking around in like a like a dark suit. No one else is in white, and you're there like standing out like a sore thumb." But he was bold, so he kind of had that satanic vibe. Sorry, PD. Thank you. It's okay. Yeah. Um, he had um, that. He had that thin, tall, bold man sort of look going on. Ooh, slender man. Yeah. Slender man sort of thing. Yeah. Well, he I am um... newer than. Oh, it's, he was live session uh, Mormon neurodivergence. Just asked if it was Michael Ballon. It wasn't. He so he he was one of the live actors rather than in a recorded yeah. um, session. Well, I I went to a live session in Salt Lake mm-hmm. um, when they were still doing them, and unfortunately. Um, I had a really bad, heavy cold at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd taken some like American cold medicine, which I'm sure is full of like ketamine or something. Because Stuff you can't get here in the UK. Yeah, I, I didn't last five minutes. Like usually I can get through 15 minutes or so of the opening video mm-hmm. now PowerPoint before I fall asleep. Yeah. Um, but I was out like a light. Well, see now I... I, I... I went through alongside someone, um, a friend of mine, her and her now husband were getting endowed. And so I went through um, for their live sort of seeding, uh, not their live seeding, what I'm talking about, their endowment for themselves. Uh, and I made him giggle in the session because I had learned the trick as a, this is after I'd been there. I'd learned the trick as an ordinance worker to keep sweets in my pocket. Wow. Whenever I was in the temple. So I pulled out some fruit pastels. <laughs> And just in the middle, while he's taking all this in, it's all brand new to him. He's realizing the extent of what being a Mormon is, 
I turned to him and nudged him and just offered him a fruit pastel. <laughs> he laughed, he didn't know what else to do. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I saw an officiator sitting um, up at the front while the 40-minute bit of the video goes on and he was pulling hot tamales out of his pocket. He's got a little box. He's awesome. just cracking hot tamales. Um, I used to keep mints in my pocket for when I was working at the Vale because I was a considerate Vale worker. I didn't want to keep people like death breath through yeah. the Vale. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of tips and tricks you pick up. So I'd been thinking about the future of the temple recently, mm-hmm. and um, especially with Peter Bleakley's Mormon Civil War thing going in, and only like, um, uh, sorry, uh, Scott Brandon. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, I asked a temple president recently about this, and he, he listed <coughs> um, that it was kind of the old ones. Is it Salt Lake, Manti, uh, Manti, um, St. George? Yeah. The really know. old temples yeah. and got, still got the secret rooms mm. because they did the corner election a lot more often back then. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to my uh, diatribe. So, um, the what the hell? I can't remember what I was saying. Genuinely can't remember. Um, there, everybody is mm. uh, a good example of the evils of alcohol. Mm. Um, I've drunk. He had a stupor of thought. A third of a bottle. Um, he did not have the burning in the bosom. If if this was ever an advert for the word of wisdom, let that be it. Um, See, I just, I'm, totally... I'm perfectly clear of mind. <laughs> so, but this guy. <laughs> I'd only ever been through the Preston Temple, mm-hmm. where it's all cream and golden, okay, yeah, yeah. and done that over and over. And then I fly out to, I think the first one was Cardston Temple in Alberta. Oh, okay. And there's like murals all over the wall and stuff. Mm. I felt so irreverent. I felt because I was just used to white. Yeah. Um, and and I'm like, this is so wrong. There's like mm. lions on the walls and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went to the London Temple in the Celestial Room, it's got a blue cloudy ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, yeah, it was just wrong. Like awesome. there should be no color in the temple. Mm. yeah someone, no. someone could take that out of context that's why i said it slowly because i was thinking about <laughs> it as i said it uh, there should be no colorful paintings in the there temple. we go there um, we go but... i mean but like so have you ever been have you ever been a temple worker pd yes right okay yeah so you, have you ever been involved in the um in the kind of the behind the veil chit chat yes <laughs> how's that been for you um quite irreverent to be honest with you yeah because Right, you, you you're called in. You sit in you sit in the little side room mm-hmm. because oh, you get like I've never done it at Preston's. There's a side room, is there? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a side room, um, and so you go to the side room if you're in time, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, you you just congregate there and you're just chatting about how your day's been and what you're up mm-hmm. to and everything, and the all these other people, the sixty other people, if it's a full session have done an hour and a half of the the most spiritual thing in the world Mm -hmm. and then you're just kind of going into that situation Mm. straight out of your busy day and being like but i always used to take it very seriously like you think some missionaries get a power trip when they listen to that mokonki quote you have more authority than the kings of the earth and all this stuff 
I'm stood there and I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying the words of God right now. And I said them in, in English, in German, in French, because um, that's where I got to use my languages eventually, because I did the temple story. Because before the French got a temple in Paris, the Lille stake used to come over for a couple of weeks um, and just take over the temple. We'd have wow. the audio all be in French. I'd be doing the veil in French, stuff like that. It was quite, uh, it was quite fun. And the, the French temple workers were, were a good laugh. Um, but I used to take it very seriously. I'm saying the words of God right now. I used to put on my my God voice, you know, and, and stuff like that. I was, oh, yeah. Uh, it was, think about it now. It wasn't wasn't good, really. Um, wow. But, yeah, I, I used to take that very, very seriously. I had, um, in fact, I've got it here. Let me show it to the, the audience. I carried this around with me on my mission. Uh, in my pocket, in the pocket of my oversized American cut suit, white suit jacket yes. that they had to order in special from Salt Lake because they did not keep in stock a 36 chest. <laughs> <laughs> because I was the slightest man that's ever worked in the temple, apparently. Wow, they, they, they didn't stock children's and, and... temple clothing. <laughs> <laughs> but in this, in this thing uh, is this. Wow. There you go. A white copy of the Book of Mormon. Uh, and in it, I have, I won't show you um, the names of the blokes involved, but like, um, I, I've got notes here um, of various people. Um, I, to my eternal shame, put this in the back, um, which is, uh, you probably can't see it very well, no. but it's, I've hand copied out some of the hieroglyphics from the Book of Abraham. And there's wow. a little quote underneath it. Um, a couple of Boyd K. Packer quotes. Um, the temple is all about names, President Packer. The same, so many names recycled, yeah. but names. Uh, and uh, it, the temple is the plan of salvation as seen through the eyes of Adam and Eve. That was a, a thing I thought was profound at the time. Um, but this here says, contains writings that cannot be revealed uh to the world but is to be had in the holy temple of god and i asked so many temple workers about that and they all gave me that knowing look like you'll know you'll know when you're ready um it turns out i could just look at the rosetta stone and, and discover what those hieroglyphics actually mean right, yeah. right now i haven't done it but i could um, well you no, you you so couldn't yeah. because those hieroglyphics don't actually exist there's my little uh there's my little book of mormon from my time as a temple worker Awesome. And so I used to sit behind the veil while I was waiting to do the demo on a midweek, you know, I'd be the one who put my hand through and, and demonstrated. Um, I'd be waiting and I'd be doing some pretty hardcore like study, like lots of red in here. Lots of, lots of red, lots of highlights, lots of notes. Um, so I, I did that. I used to work the, the desk, letting people in. Um, I fallen asleep on that desk. So any anyone could have just walked in. But there's there's a new thing this week, isn't there? Um, I've not seen the actual church release, but I've oh. seen it rumored online that they've changed who can actually um, sit on those desks. Well, desks. so I don't know how that works because I was always told that the reason there's a picture of the Savior behind those desks is because you represent Christ himself. I mean, it's total rubbish. It's just another one of those temple folklore things. But, the you know, if that is true... Fluid. What'd you say? The picture could be gender fluid. He's got long hair. Well, could be where we're headed. Mm -hmm. I, think I, think, I think there's some steps between where we are now and that. 
it's it's baby steps towards um the um uh sisters and the priests, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's it's all these baby steps. I think they've just realised that there's just not enough members. So if they're going to have jobs done, they've just got to let whoever's willing to do them do them. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but I I think the this is the thought I was going with earlier. The future mm. of the temples, um, and as Peter Bleakley says, the church is dying, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the future of the temples is that, um, and this might be why they're getting rid of the cafeterias because that's a, quite a large space mm. um to have visitor centers actually in the building um a lot like old cathedrals now that don't mm. function as cathedrals you still have the the rest of the temple that functions mm. as a temple um but there'll be a lot of endowment rooms ceiling rooms and areas that don't function right um so could it be like um they do the open house have people come at certain times in the day with blue mm. slippers on or overshoe things mm. and uh and they get walked through and uh and see all the golden things and feel special and then get baptized yeah but they the problem is if you let the public into a temple you'd have to stop Fitting it with just overpriced gaudy furniture and actually like appoint it nicely. The thing, the appeal of cathedrals is there's genuine, beautiful architecture involved, like yeah. something that inspires awe. Temples don't do that externally. They can do like the Washington Temple is quite an impressive building. You know, they can externally be quite quite momentous, but internally. They are as banal as our regular meeting houses with a bit more gold leaf, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I mean, kind of like celestial rooms. So there's certain rooms where they try and beautify it a bit, but it's a weird kind of beautifying, you know, it's, it's beautifying without making you feel anything. Okay. In, in my opinion. Well, I, the, the other yeah. thought that I had was temples could go the way of cinemas. Less mm -hmm. and less people are going to the movies. So what they're doing is, in order to hike up the price, mm -hmm. they have to increase their offering and mm -hmm. make it even more of a special experience. Right. So they're getting rid of all the normal seating and they're putting in the Lazy Boys. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like the Odeon. Is the no um, Showcase Cinemas? Uh, Showcase Odeon. A, a bunch of them. Um, they've ripped out all of the normal seating and there's only so there's only like half as many seats in there now um, and they're, they're all lazy boy recliners could we get to the point where um, you just think about the handshakes which is what they do now anyway um, you could just have like velcro on bits for the robes and stuff mm -hmm. just add them as you go um, and then you never actually have to get up or, or do anything. You know, mm. you just sit there, you watch the movie, think about the handshakes. You Well, I'd love for it to become almost like a 4D cinema experience. Like when Satan starts screaming, I want someone to pop up from behind me and just like, I have a word to say to these people. I'm like, what's going on? Right? Oh, That's what man. I want. I want uh, genuine spittle. Like, I, I look, the seat in front of me just sprays me with a little bit of water when Satan gets mad. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's and what I, I want. I, I, well, I genuinely think it's it's going um, 
in an interesting direction, isn't it? Zoom Temple. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, New Name Noah's been pioneering that for years. Good lad, yeah. Temple Online. <laughs> um, and the other thing was, um, mm. well, I heard this on the grapevine that they're not going to be building as many temples, um, but President Nelson seems to have kicked that one to the curb <laughs> because he's, he's announcing 10 every well, conference. He's announcing them. Does yeah, it mean they'll get built? They're not getting built. Anyway, let's yeah. let's move on from the sacred um, okay. to some more of the secret. So cool. you, you served in the temple um, and been married in the temple. Yeah. Yeah. And, and done that whole shebang, shebang. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something <coughs> has taken you from super orthodox mm. Mormon to unorthodox Mormon. um what was what was that journey like uh it was both a slow and quick one um kind of went and went and went and then there was quick moments and then it kind of went again uh how to surmise it really the the journey was it uh, part of the mistake was making me a sunday school teacher yeah they've given me that ability to study and try and teach lessons about things to people um there came a point where i stopped teaching so much to church doctrine and started just teaching like psychological principles <laughs> and using the bible for like psychological ideas and um just teaching people about themselves uh i um started to realize that we weren't being told the truth that was the thing it's the thing it, it my my journey to this position could really be summarized in like they weren't honest with me so i get to now get out of this what i want i get to be unorthodox because i i was i was doing my best to be mormon in the right way every way um because I thought my leaders were doing the same. I thought the church was true. Capital T, it was true. Therefore, I had to be fully Mormon. No ifs, no buts, nothing and deviating. When I realized they could be economical with the truth, mm. when I realized they could be unorthodox in the sense that they didn't have to tell the truth to me, I was like, well, then, you know, I don't have to pressure myself so much into being perfect at Mormonism, or I don't have to, you know, be um orthodox in that sense because you know um they're not being truthful so that level of devotion and piety to being 100 orthodox um was in my mind determined by the fact that the church was 100 true and yeah. when i realized they were being untruthful i was like well i can then you know i can get out of this what i want yeah and i think it's it's difficult when kind of that veneer cracks yeah um because i know for me it was like 35 years of um looking up to the supreme ruler no matter who they were if they held that office they they spoke yeah. the truth um mm-hmm. and when you realize they're just old men um most of the time businessmen mm-hmm. just trying their best um you know taking home a wage like the rest of us mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so but definitely it is that is that the breaking of that mirage yes mm. um now 
uh, previously in our, our talk before this, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> we we did something that is very uniquely Mormon mm-hmm. here in the UK. Uh, me and Nemo have probably only known each other for two or three months now, mm-hmm. um, if if that. But something that happens, I think, quite a lot is um, because there are so few Mormons in the UK and we're only permitted to marry each other, um, we're all actually related. And mm-hmm. it's like the six six points of Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> you, you can get to Kevin Bacon through six actors in films. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same here in the UK with people. It's uh, it's playing the six points of Mormon. And, and today we played the six points of Nemo. Um, and we got there in three three marriages. Mm-hmm. which was crazy um, because we'd, we'd never had any interaction before a couple of months ago. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's for a lot of people in the UK, when you move ward or something like that, um, mm. yeah, it, it, that's the first thing. People will walk up to you and be like, we're related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, how? Okay. Cool. Some people really love it as well. I'm surprised <laughs> they don't pull out their pedigree chart and they're just like, if you go back here, yeah, they come up to you like, "Have you looked at Family Tree? Look at <laughs> look at Family Search. We're related." Yeah, yeah. you you only have to go back to Edward the Sixth, and uh, it's right there. <laughs> I don't know if there was six. Just checking. Mark Johnson said in the chat, "Does that explain the six fingers?" I I am neither from Norfolk nor do I have six fingers, so I'm good. Yeah. Sorry, people of Norfolk. High six. <laughs> Great. Just so joke. yeah, so we're we're related through um, yeah. more ways than one, which is just bloody weird. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you went to like a new job at work, and the first thing the office weirdo did was come up to you and explain how, how you're related? Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, um, but we we don't feel it's weird. Or, because it's... or the other one I get is I know your uncle. Yes. Right. Cool. Yeah, I nice get. I get you. Same thing with my dad. It's like, are you? You're like, yeah, I am. Yeah. And I'm changing my name. I have changed my name. It's PD now. Exactly. Why do you yeah. think I go by Nemo? Because, you know, well, we too much weight. We're going to get there. Um, I've had a special request um, from uh, a star or uh, another planet near the star of Kolob. Okay. Um, so people are wondering if you can sp- uh, if you can still actually speak these other languages, if you can give us a little bit of French. Um, ooh, I mean, uh, oignons is my go-to French phrase, which means these are not my onions, or it is not my onion, <laughs> which is a French way of saying like it's none of my business. Uh, okay. mes oignons. It's just it's not my onions. Um, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, would you like to speak French with me? Stuff like that. Is, um, les sens certain de clou is the okay. short sign of the nail. Um, in French. Awesome. Um, get a bit of masonry in there. Bit of masonry in there. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. do so, yeah. Knowing the, uh, I guess, the French members, as mm-hmm. you did, obviously you went in the TBM ones, mm-hmm. um, but because a lot of the church history and different things, or at least a lot of the um, anti Mormon pro-truth mm-hmm. material like the CS yeah. letter and different things I know that is translated into other languages now mm-hmm. but there's quite a lot out there that's mainly in English mm-hmm. 
Um, so have you ever interacted with any of these other? Well, so you, you're calling me out on a future project. So you've got an exclusive here. I've been in contact with some European um, ex-Mormon podcasters uh, no. and I'm assembling. So I've taken what we've done with Brit Vengers um, and bringing you all together. And I'm going to bring together some of the European podcasters. So some Dutch folks, some Italian folks, some Swedish folks. Um, I'm very excited for it. But we're going to get together and um, have a chat Mormonism. Wow. It'll probably be in English because that's the language we all speak. My Nederlands is schlecht, maar ich bleifet probiere, which is my Dutch is terrible, but I keep trying. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I uh, yeah, I'm excited to to speak with them. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Uh, you've just reminded me. I'm just now going through like we uh, at travers voile is yes through the veil <laughs> stuff like you're just i'm just thinking of like temple phrases now um yeah if in in french particularly because french is what i did the most yeah. grand <laughs> great i don't know any it's i really wanted to go on a mission to like russia yeah, yeah. um so i could learn russian and then come back and be a secret agent and i'm nice. not even joking like i genuinely thought right if i go to russia Mm-hmm. learn the language and the culture because a lot of american missionaries join the cia and stuff don't they yeah yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. they've lived it and they know the place and and mm-hmm. they can um just go straight back there but yeah it just didn't happen uh, and so i i i think genuinely what's going to happen to me now you know everyone's been like why are you not getting excommunicated why are you not getting excommunicated right it's, it, it, people ask me that question all the time um i wonder whether this is going to get watched and i'm going to get called in and they'll be like, so what did I do wrong? You said some lines from the temple ceremony in English and French. And so we're excommunicating you. I, a, couple, <laughs> a couple of phrases completely out of context. And they're like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I'm like, well, no one knows what this is unless they've been through the temple. Well, I think, I think the thing is, the only part of the temple that you're actually <coughs> forbidden by covenant mm-hmm. to speak about are the signs and tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it. I know it's it's surrounded in this veil of secrecy by mm. members, but I'm kind of like the rest of it's just fair game, surely. Yeah. Um, it's just. Uh... And I would argue the stuff that's also in Freemasonry is therefore like fair game just to talk about in its Masonic context. Well, did you notice? I'm sure you did. Um, that in the video when they did the video, yeah. when they were doing the signs and tokens, it was like it was always out of shot. Yeah, yeah. The hand was never actually shown. So that if the um, this is what I was always told. The when when it was like they had to send the video around on a reel. Yeah. The video and the audio always travelled separately, mm-hmm. and the reason that it's never in there is in case the video gets stolen, yep. um, and you you can't see anything. So. Mm. Well, yeah. so I I was there when um, so you know in the temple like the the sorry we've come back to the temple again. <laughs> But you know how like the video and the and everything it, there's certain key moments and then like the room will change particularly in london which is non-transitionary like in preston you go from one room to the next room but in london it's all just done by the lighting um and so uh at the end when 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 the veil becomes involved um some curtains open to to reveal that uh and they open on a cue from the narration uh and they didn't and it was this whole big thing. And someone had to kind of hold that open and we kind of filed people in and then got them into the veil and sent them to the session, right? It's this, this big thing. 
And so they flew a man from Salt Lake City from the Temple Department to London to come and fix the AV. <laughs> right? And there's a there's an air-conditioned cupboard in London Temple, which has got big sort of like they look like um kind of big hard drives or big, you know, um, yeah, the servers. servers. Yeah. And and they run all the AV. But you see them, and there is in these racks, there is DVD players. So it's still on disc. Yeah. Um, and so were I in the position I were in now, would I take one of those discs? Mm, yeah. I'm not sure. Come on, guy. You would. Anyway, um, in true Blue Peter fashion, mm -hmm. right, we we'll have... Some questions. Um, well, we can get rid oh. of those now. Nice. Uh, we've, we've got um, some pre-prepared uh, questions um, from viewers that I have totally lost. Um, here we go. So mm -hmm. two special viewers um, okay. that named this themselves. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, questions from awesome kids. Of course. No. Uh, yeah, not narcissistic at all. Um, no. But I, I actually called this questions <coughs> from vagabonds but they right. um i mean why were kids brought up in mormonism ever be narcissistic who even knows why, yeah. why would that happen uh, yeah so here we go first one hmm. hi nemo your favorite child times two here i i've got a question what's your favorite tv show favorite tv show Ooh. Of all time, I'd have to say it is the HBO series Band of Brothers. As yes. Ten parts miniseries. Very good show. It's aged incredibly well. I think it was 2001, and I still watch it now. It still looks incredible. I, I still have um, the tin. You know, the yeah, tin. Yeah, yeah. I've got the tin, yeah. And my, every now and then, my wife will be like, can I sell this? Okay. And I've not watched it maybe in 15 years, but she cannot sell it. I'm like, no, no. I can't sell it. Don't be silly. Mm -hmm. Band of Brothers, no, no, fantastic. No. Great series. Okay. Uh, next question. Hmm. Oh, and who came up with Daniel the Tapia? <laughs> okay. So my, my children don't understand the reference to the Tapia, um, which, uh, yeah. Well, so Daniel, Daniel the Tapia, he is called Daniel because um dan peterson daniel peterson is a church apologist who um when confronted with the fact that uh, in the book of mormon it states that horses were present and pulled chariots and were ridden um he used the argument of loan words and a sort of loose translation argument um to argue that actually the word horse would have been used actually referring to tapirs the you know central and south american small mammal the tapir um so uh i have a nephite horse um and his name is daniel Fantastic. for that reason <laughs> yes well um my my children um opened uh, a uh, a package <laughs> this week and uh, i had some tbm family present and the package actually contained um, a tapir. Okay. Um, and my TBM family were like, what's that? 
uh, and my wife said, oh, a fan sent it to him. <laughs> they were just like, they don't even know that I do this. I don't want them to know right now. Um, and the kids are just like, they were, they were blown away. And then my son looked at it, who you'll see in a minute, and he was just like, it's a tapia. And I'm like, well done, twelve year old. It is a tapia. It is. It's yeah. not a horse. I was I was well impressed. They they you know my TBN family, they were like, is that a horse? I'm like, <laughs> it's a horse. You know what? For all intents and purposes, yes, it is. Yeah. In your in your worldview, it needs to be. Yeah. Okay. We uh we get to uh, another one of these. Hi Nemo, I'm Nemo. My question for you is, why do you call yourself Nemo? Thank you. Cool. Okay. Uh, take it away. Um, Nemo is Latin for nobody. Um, and this channel isn't actually about me uh, at all. Um, it's become a bit more kind of like I've had to open up a little bit more uh, about myself and you know show a little bit of personality or whatever. But ultimately, it is about the church and the, the issues and, the, and the, the facts of things. That's how I try and keep it. Um, and so that's why I don't use my, one of the reasons I don't use my real name is because it's not about me as an individual. It's about the the process of trying to understand where the church isn't being honest with people. Um, so that's why Nemo, nothing to do with the film or the fish. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, you've just blown my mind in so many different ways because the film just means so much more to me now. Yeah, Finding nobody. Finding no one. And, and the fact that me and my wife had an argument last night over you. Um, That's strange. <laughs> she, she said to me, I don't know if it was last night or this morning, she was saying something about um, that you were so much smarter. And I said, excuse you. Than the, the me. Oh. Uh, and then she said, he went to Oxford. And I'm like, I have a master's in engineering. Thank you very much. I didn't go to Oxford. Uh, did you not? No. I live in Oxford. I didn't go there. There you go. Not smart enough for that. Thank you. Uh, I went to Salford for... University. Ammunition <laughs> for tonight's argument. Fantastic. Okay. We'll just end this end this video quickly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Bye. There you go. Um and if those uh said children uh wanted to say hello to Nemo, um because they they are such big fans of you, the Brit Avengers, uh, and everything that everyone's doing at the minute. And they're only like nine and 12. And in fact, it was tea time. I was cooking tea mm -hmm. and I'd brought the children's tea in. And then uh, I came in with mine and they'd got 21st century saints on the <laughs> big screen on the wall. Such highbrow yeah. kids. Yeah, just a second. Uh, and and they were like, I can't remember who the guest was the other night, mm -hmm. but they were watching. Uh, and I'm it was like, Peter Bickley and Sheldon Greaves that were on. That was it. And I mm -hmm. I just thought, well, why are you watching 21st Century Sex? You've gone from Mr. Beast, nice to 21st Century Saints. I mean, that's a great transfer, like Mr. Beast to 21st Century Saints. That's yeah. I, I, I'm sure 21st Century Saints would like some of the, the viewing figures of Mr. Beast to come sure across. They we we all would. The new demographic. Um, right. Say thank you, children. Hello. Hi. Hi. You're very welcome. Okay. Hi. Thank you. Off you go. Bye. Okay.
dad of the year. They've met there Nima. Can you can you sign their football shirts? <laughs> I don't have like any kind of signature or anything. I wouldn't. Oh well, you, no! That you're gonna have to do that um, when you go to like Comic Con and things like that. Comic Con. Yeah, we, we, I think oh, eventually like where this is going, <laughs> not Sunstone, where this is going, once we get all the European um, like podcasters together, we're going to have to have like a, a Comic-Con mm. of um, podcasters. Um, and in fact, there was an argument on Facebook the other night about Britvengers. Right. And who was the oldest Britvenger groupie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, when I dreamt of being um, somewhat known to a small group of people or, you know, right. dreams of fame and, and performing at the, you know, comedy night at the Apollo and different things, I never thought there would be an argument <laughs> over who was the oldest groupie. I imagined, <laughs> um, you know, all of these plaudits and beautiful women and, and different things, not that these... Sisters aren't beautiful. Um, I see. What was your first car? What was my first car? That's a segue and a half. <laughs> uh, my first car was a VW Polo, um, which I don't know if you get those in the States for the American viewers, but uh, yeah, VW Polo, little um, hatchback. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd, um... It's called Boris. Is, is that still your car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Still my car. It's called um, So something that Nemo was telling me earlier is there's a website uh, where you can go on and enter the the make and model of your vehicle. Yeah, and it will tell you. Um, it basically it, it does a, a criminal profile of you as to who you are, and it mm-hmm. thinks Nemo is uh, a late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, your top early twenties, mid. Um, liberal woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that that's the demographic of VW Polo drivers. Yeah, apparently. I had, I, I had a VW Polo. Um, but in line with that, it was my sister's VW Polo that got handed down to me. So... No, at least it wasn't your sister's Fiat Five Hundred. Did your sister pass the test at seventeen and wears a ponytail? <laughs> Ponytail. You drive past any Fiat 500 on the motorway, and there is a there is a there is a 17 year old girl in the driver's seat with a ponytail. Unfortunately, Nemo, Fiat 500s weren't a thing when I passed my test. Oh, okay. <laughs> VW Polos were. I think the the thing you got was a, a, a Fiat Panda. Right. Um, unless unless I'm missing something, um, I Maybe. the the super cool Fiat five hundreds. You know the little like bubble car things. The little Cinquecento ones, the old. Yeah, Cinquecento really might have been a thing. Um, I, I think Cinquecento actually means five hundred. I'm not sure. Oh, Could be a Italian five hundred. Right. Someone fact check me in the audience. There you go. No, that sounds about right. Um, great. So we had a couple more questions. Uh, from the children that weren't recorded do you play minecraft no (laughs) no no. i'm so sorry i i don't play minecraft i don't know if that's an honest answer or it's an answer because you don't want to give them your handle so that uh, (laughs) (laughs) i've been building like a one-to-one replica of the salt lake temple i don't want them coming in just destroying it (laughs) 
Valerie Hoyle has uh, confirmed that it it does mean 500. So yeah, yeah cool. Fiat you. 500s were a thing, uh, yeah. but I wasn't smart enough to know that it was a Fiat 500. Right. So it's probably a, a car, a bus. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. Um, no, so I don't play Minecraft. I'm aware of it vaguely. Um, yeah. Okay. And do you have a call in? And if if so, what is it? Or what was your last calling? Uh, oh, my last calling was um, Sunday school teacher. It was a calling I was removed from fairly swiftly. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> but it kind of, as I was, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, it was weird. Um, there was this weird phase where, like, I kind of then ended up on the Sunday school presidency again as second counselor to a guy who then left the church because I spilled my guts about how I was feeling. Um, so I just knocked out the Sunday school presidency kind of on my way out of the ward. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm not a popular person in my home ward. Uh, really? I'm reliably informed. Yeah, not very. Uh, I got a lot of like how dare you's and stuff through social media and things at the time. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. One person just sent me. I kid you not, right? I was just sat there minding my own business. Uh, I've been putting some posts up uh, and things like that. And then all of a sudden I got this text and someone just said, not happy. And I, I just, I just replied. I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there any way I can cheer you up? Because <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. Uh, not happy. <laughs> not happy. Yeah, that was it. Just not happy. Uh, no other context, but I knew exactly what they were talking about because I'd started kind of my series of Facebook posts that, Kind of preluded the YouTube channel. Yeah. Well, I think I mm. I made the mistake of when when I kind of got into my angry phase because it's mm. at least it happens for me, happened to me. Yeah you, yeah, you get into that angry state, and I may I swear I had like eight and nine hundred Facebook friends, and by the end of the night I had twenty <sighs> because I was like, oh, scorched earth. That's where I went. See, I didn't quite go that. I, I like, I typed out a resignation letter. I, you know, all this, like, I, I was like, I can't be associated with this church anymore. But then kind of as things settled, I was like, no, no, there could be a place for someone like me to actually try and like improve this place to try and like polish it or to do something better. Um, <laughs> to throw know. glitter on the floor as the turd rolls through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have written De Montes. Yeah, it's it's a pujazzle. <laughs> Sorry, guys, a pujazzle. Late night with Nemo. Oh, that's a new one, pujazzle. Urban Dictionary, here I come. Mm-hmm. I I actually have a post in the Urban Dictionary. We Do won't you? speak about what it is. Okay. Um, but I was amazed at how um easy it is to actually be published in the Urban Dictionary. Um. So Poo Jazzle is Pujazzle, uh, I'll look for it. Is going in there. Uh Poo Jazzle. Okay. Um so yeah, so that's that's the questions over with. Mm-hmm. But I did I did have um I guess for for myself, I mm. think like you said, you decided to stay because you felt there was yeah. some benefit there, um, something you could do. I left um because i just couldn't i tried to stay yeah. and ended up just arguing with people all the time yeah. because um you know it's it's not um 
Sorry. I, mean, I just I'm... channeled that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, more important, more pressing issues. Jiggery pokery. Mm-hmm. Some jiggery pokery going on in the comments. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It's jiggery just a phrase. Like, like, well, I mean, I know. I guess I, when I look at that question, I, I think the person's asking, oh, yeah, where does it come from? Why is it those words? But actually, you know, I know what it means. Jiggery poker is like funny business, you know? Yeah, it's like a I, blanket or it's a blanket term for yeah. if something's happening like in your engine and you don't know what it is, you're like, yeah. oh, some jiggery poker going on in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's like uh, if you have to do something to fix something um, and you can't really explain what it is, you're going to mm-hmm. use, oh, it's a bit jiggery pokery yeah um jigging things around poking things yeah but um from uh from the point of view of staying at church uh, i decided that i wouldn't remove my records etc because it would be too painful for my parents um and that maybe when they had shuffled off this mortal coil and gone to their heaven uh, i would do so and someone someone uh, a tbm was at my house and they stumbled into my studio mm-hmm. um, and they were looking, they were kind of like, Oh, what's, what's going on uh, with, with all this? That bridge you know, what's all this then? Yeah. Yeah. I like, it's my only fan setup for um, <laughs> obese gentlemen um, of the night. <laughs> but, uh, and, and my brother-in-law who's a bishop, he said to me, mm-hmm. um, Oh, but you, you're not doing anything um, <coughs> silly, are you? Because, you, you said you'd wait until your parents were dead before you did anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, if, if they'd have been upset with me sending a resignation letter. Yeah. You kind then, of like, you kind of just, just yourself a, and foot on that one. It's a really it's a big resignation letter, isn't it? I think so. It's quite protracted, quite, quite drawn yeah. out. But hey, it's, um, but I, I don't, I love them and yeah. I love, you know, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> If they want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it never goes anywhere because they have their opinion. They've received the second anointing um, and they're kind of living in this bubble of everything's okay. I can yeah. lie to you about this special meeting and, and it's okay. And they've basically got to the point now where they say, just don't worry about it because uh, we know you'll be all right. Because I've had the second anointing, so mm-hmm. I get a free ride to Celestial Kingdom to be um, child PD forever. Nice. Um, or, or whatever. But I wonder if I get excommunicated, if that's still the case. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to become like a son of perdition, right? I think we could get there. Mm. If we really tried. Oh, well, it takes a little elbow grease. Yeah, so who knows? Um, so you're currently... Uh, an unorthodox Mormon living in limbo uh, mm-hmm. with an angry uh, ward. Who... Well, no, no. So my current ward aren't angry. My you current moved. ward are quite... Yeah, yeah. So I moved. And I wanted my records to remain in my home ward because uh, I said, you know, church discipline's probably incoming and so I'd rather deal with people I've known my whole life and, you know, who might care. Um, turns out the, the state president had other ideas. He's like, no, no. I'm just going to, and and when you move records, often the receiving ward will request them uh, and they'll come into the ward. Uh, what, what my old state president did was push them out of that stake into the ether, into the nothingness. And That's where I am at the minute. 
<laughs> they floated there for a while um, until the uh, you know the current ward kind of tried to pull them in because I spoke to them. Um, current ward are lovely. Oxford first ward is a it's a lovely ward. There you go. Um... Full of very nuanced people or heterodox folks, you know, unorthodox chaps. Heterodox. Yeah. That's another one for Urban Dictionary. Orthodoxy and heterodoxy, they're, they're antonyms. They're... <laughs> that might be in the proper dictionary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, great. And I think that ether is a really safe place to be. It is, actually, yeah. Stop to get next. Exactly, because they can't deliver the letter. No. Um, the letter has to be delivered. Yeah, I mean, they hand. could just rock up. They could just rock up to my house and just post me a letter. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I live in the ether at the minute and the lost sheep file. Um, nice. If they want me, they'll have to come find me here on, here on a planet near the star Colob. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, I think we flogged that dead horse quite enough. Yeah, um, so next thing. Well, the, the next thing is yeah. the future of Nemo the Mormon. Um, we've looked back. We're going to, mm. we're, we're doing that uh, Quentin L. Cook thing where we've looked back a really long way. And now we're going to look to the future and not mention much at all. So yeah, let's, let's not talk about the future at all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to talk about Merthyr Tidfall real quick, and then I'll get on to the future. How's that? Go on. So Merthyr Tidfall has lots of cattle grids, uh, and it's a little bit like, um, you know, uh, Provo for the UK. Merthyr Tidfall is a really strange place. Sorry. Uh, the future of Nemo the Mormon, right. Um... <laughs> wait, wait. Is that it? Merthyr Tidfall has a lot of cattle grids. <laughs> Yeah, Tiffel does have a lot of cattle grids. It's just a fact. Okay. Facts check in with Nemo. Yeah, Merthyr has a lot of cattle, and it's and it's super Mormon. There's tons of Mormons in Merthyr. Merthyr okay. Stake is geographically huge. Covers a lot of very rural wards in Wales. My dad said there is a missionary, um, and they had a song that they used to sing that I tried to recite in the first ever after dinner chat, and it didn't mm -hmm. go very well. But since then, I've remembered it. Cool. Um, and I will speak it as a general authority from the pulpit, ruining every good song. Right. Um, and it went something like, are you from Merthyr? I say, uh, from Merthyr, Tidbill. It's the best place in all the land. If you're a missionary, Merthyr is the place to be. Challenge, testify, and baptize families. Are you from Merthyr? From Merthyr Tidville, because I'm from Merthyr too. I didn't sing it. I, I sung it, didn't I? But oh boy, that's that's something. But what my dad would <laughs> do is is then he he changed the name Merthyr Tidville for the current ward we were in, right? Um, but it still had to have the same number of syllables, or it didn't work, right? Um, so, so like, how's that work? Yeah, with well, because everywhere. What about like places like um, Newcastle? Look, we're, we're not, we're not. Um, it works. <laughs> you can make it work, right? You know, it's like the gospel. If you really want to, you can From make Newcastle. it work. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that works. Okay. Are yeah. you planning on uh, having any merch in the? Front? Um, do people want merch? What's this? I can't read that. Can you ask Nemo if he has any merch? We want to be the first people to buy it. 
Who's that? Erin, my, my little girl. Your daughter. She wants your merch. Right. Okay. So, I don't know. Um you need you need a black t-shirt mm. with Nemo the Mormon on it and the tapia. I need like Yeah, I need one that's like you have you seen the Huel t-shirts? Yes. Is that I need that that very minimalist just like just just Nemo. That's yeah. all it is. Well and, and they if want you know you know they they want Nemo headphones. Oh well you can buy these. Um you, I can tell you what brand of headphones these are. Okay, you tell these me after. Are, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, my kids genuinely asked the other night though, does Nemo have ears? Do, oh, do we want to see the ears? <laughs> because they never do anything about the headphones on. Um, it's but, exclusive. No one's ever seen me with, with my ears before. Oh my it's like it's like the whole just PewDiePie have legs thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's got ears. Quite cute ones for uh for that that matter, so Pardon? lovely ears. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I think so, they're fairly well proportioned. Oh my God. <laughs> they're all dying in the other room now. Um, they didn't shut the door behind them. And, and <laughs> there's a slight delay between me and you here and the TV in the other room that they're watching on. Um, so, so someone in the comments wants hi everyone, Nemo here, as their like phone notification. Yes, which I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, honestly, just rip like one of my videos, separate the audio, and do it yourself. Don't be so lazy. <laughs> you could, you know what? And we could, we, could, I compared Peter Bleakley the other yeah. night to Woody, the um, oh, yeah, cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because Peter um, is amazing in the fact that he has so much knowledge mm-hmm. and information, and that if you pull the string at the right time you get um, this, when I say lecture, I say it in a so nice like, way. So you pull the string, you're like, the church has just spent 100 million on older castle. Yes. Yeah, and, right? and I still don't have a ward building. Yeah, right. That'd be awesome. Just Peter yeah. Beakley's lectures in a woody doll. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, no I, we can, like we, you can take the hat off and change the clothes, and it is Peter Bleakley. Well, then you put his like apostate hat on it. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> so okay right yeah um i'll think about doing merch how about merch. that i'll think about merch yeah awesome um, right well we're, we're gonna wind it up because um i'm just looking at the word poo uh <laughs> where i've started writing poo jazzle but i don't know how to spell jazzle right now um i'll i'll look it up and and put a link in the description to the urban yeah. dictionary um as uh, mm. a mormon term for yeah making disgusting historical fact acceptable in the 21st century. I mean, that's that's gold. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. So um, what's your next, when when are we going to hear from you next? Oh, you hear from me every Sunday at eight normally. Um, I'm creeping quite close to 5,000 subscribers. I find it quite vulgar and distasteful to talk about kind of how many subscribers I have. but I'm getting close to a, a, a milestone that I'm quite excited for. Um, and with it will come a, uh, a giveaway. Um, and with, you know, the, the, there'll be a giveaway involved uh, and we'll have some a live bit of a Q&A and things like that. So that's kind of coming up soon. Might not be this Sunday, you know, just depends whether I get any subscribers or not between now and then. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. 
coming up on 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. Um, Everyone, if you're a subscriber of Nemo, um, you know, uh, just 50 of you would be great. This Um, is the place. For for my 250. Uh, But no, I've, you you know what? How long long has your channel been going now? Yeah, only about three months. Yeah. So, you know, it it took me a while to get to a thousand and the growth does kind of speed up and, uh, I've been really impressed by the growth of the other Brit Vengers. And, yeah. you know, it's been really awesome to spend time with you all and, and to kind of support you all. Um, you know, technical questions, all this sort of stuff is all, we've all been sharing and trying to build each other up and things. So it's been really good. Uh, and yeah, so I'm trying to share the love as much as I can. And um, yeah. Super chats. Someone's asking about super chats. I think you need a thousand subscribers. Chat, yeah, a thousand. Um, I need uh, an, another seven hundred or so. So, so if, we get um, PD to a thousand, and then we can all just start sending money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can get a decent camera because we we discussed this before. My camera was really good at, at the start, of yeah. like when I started doing this, mm-hmm. and the more I progress, I got this lovely uh, gooseneck thing this week because nice. someone someone said that I'm got a muddy voice and I wasn't mm-hmm. loud enough compared to everyone else so I've, it's it's right here now um, that's awesome yeah mine's still on the table in front of me like a pleb so you know anyway yeah but my my camera is absolutely shocking compared to yours i'm looking at you and you're like a greek adonis um mustache. A sharp yeah. i can i can count the hairs in your mustache um but i'm kind of this smudged thumb on a <laughs> black background with a ring thing um so yeah if if anyone's if anyone's got a uh a secondhand camera that they want to sell um war office at priesthooddispatchers.com there we go awesome right uh we're gonna finish Mm -hmm. we're just chatting shit now i mean that was that was always the intent wasn't it that was that's what after dinner chats were all about just chatting shit thanks to everyone in the comments um who um is contributing and who wants to send a super chat if you do want to send a super chat right now please do it to either movember and the link is in the description below or to your local um veterans association or uh, the british legion as it is here uh, for remembrance sunday because that money will make uh, a lot of difference to those people a lot more difference than it will um to me moaning about my crappy camera um but yes thank you very much for watching um there will be a priest of dispatchers uh special coming out in the next few days something a little bit different um from the live streams um and we will hopefully see nemo again on sunday and the brit vengers will be back next week um to uh pick apart some other things that have been happening um, in this kind of continued British rescue Mm. um, that seems to have gone over a few weeks now. Um, But thanks very much for watching and we'll see you next time. Bye everyone.